Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Law Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and cash. Ooh. That's nice. It's like these chairs get comfier every week. Except that last one, man. That last one, they need to they need to invest in some seat warmers because that crap was cold this week. Uh, that might be because you're cold-blooded. I am. I'm a cold-hearted snake. You know what I've always wondered, too? How do Looking you tuck your tail? How do you tuck your tail underneath your tushy when you sit? Well, it's kind it, of one of those... That's got to be uncomfortable. Well, it's kind of one of those things where you, you know, you kind of start... You back up, you go tail first. There's a little gap, you know, between the back rest and the butt of the chair. And so you kind of back up. So I kind of do a little beep, beep as I'm backing up. Let everybody know, you know, Khajiit tail inbound. So, and then you sit down and then it's okay. Oh, copy that. All right. Well, when I sit, it's really no problem because, <laughs> I mean, I'm an Altmer. I look like, I have a butt like a like a frog that put on a pair of pants and stood up. <laughs> so there's no problems for me <laughs> excellent what can i excellent. get you boys uh, oh um hmm you know i haven't tried this and you know i am a sork so let's go with a wizard's whiskey please and uh thank you my dear uh when you're in high rock then you do as the bretons do i would like a breton pint of bitters please and can we make it not so bitter coming right up Thank you. Extra sweet. (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, welcome back. This is episode nine of the Lore Seekers podcast, and we are your hosts. I'm Jibs, and I'm joined by Cash. I'm happy to be back, buddy. It has been a busy week for us. We have some amazing, very exciting, possibly exciting news this week. So, um... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Lots of game time and yep, 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 yep. Uh, we've got. Hopefully, we're waiting for a response from the local, uh, the local uh, government here from the Old Mary Dominion. Hopefully, the mail carrier shows up today. We're waiting on some documents. If you've been following us on Twitter at Lore Seekers Cast, then you'll kind of see you've you've seen we've been putting some kind of mysterious postings of documents of what looks like an application. For a tavern, and uh, we teased last week that we had a big announcement, uh, a big reveal, and we've been kind of teasing that throughout the week. And so we're waiting. It's all down to the mail courier showing up. We have no idea when he's going to show up in this episode, but when he shows up, if he shows up, there will be one heck of a reveal, and I can't wait. I can't wait. Yes, it would be nice to have our own tavern, but hopefully, you pass your background check. That won't happen. I have a large string of murders from the Dark Brotherhood. Well, yeah, so does every other adventurer in Tamriel for the most part. So somehow they just smooth right over those. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, You pickpocketed somebody? No. Wait. Oh, you murdered 500 people? It's okay. It's population control. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So what you been doing in game, man? What's up? It's been a very busy week. Uh, we've been talking about it for the past few weeks of it being very busy, mostly due to the anniversary event. So in conjunction with doing 
tons and tons of writs and opening tons and tons of presents. I've uh, been working on my Heliosork. And uh, last week, right after we got together in the tavern, I um, dinged 50 on him. So, yeah, thank you, thank you. So I started working on his gear, and so it's pretty much running uh, two specific dungeons, one of which being the White Gold Tower, which can be a trying experience, but um, actually had some really good luck. So I'm just missing one piece of gear for him. And then I just got to grab tempers and everything so I can upgrade it all. But um, I'll tell you what. I calculated it out. I opened over 1,000 anniversary <laughs> gifts in the oh last three weeks. <laughs> right? I know. It was Ooh. a grind. So I'm very, I'm very sad to see the event go. But I'm very happy to see the event go so that I can play ESO again. I just, I could not get away from them. I had to open them. And I ended up getting tons and tons of motifs. And I'm just missing one to complete my Worm Cult set. So I just need staves and that's it. So hopefully I can pick it up. 1,000? I'm, pr- I think I'm well over that. Because I did, that was just my writs, crafting writs, um, on all my characters. So every day... I was doing every single one of my characters, every single crafting writ, and getting presents for them. And then on top of that, I was still doing pledges and some miscellaneous dailies. So it's over a thousand. I don't know if you heard me, but I did over a thousand. Mm. I like Anybody? how you flexed. Anchorman. You, uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Stay classy. But you know what? On, on top of that, I actually ended up getting from those gifts. I got so many crafting surveys and my bags were getting full, so especially on my crafter. So I think I did probably 75 to 100 crafting surveys this, um, over the last few weeks, too. Which is pretty cool. I got you know, a lot of good stuff. You know, I've never felt like a, just a lazy slob until this very moment. Whenever you spout off that you opened a thousand of those. I maybe opened a hundred. That's if I'm lucky. Like, I, I did... <laughs> I got... I got to the point where I had fatigue. I had real f- fatigue, um, and I feel like it's false fatigue because I just I would hear you talk about how much you're doing it. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to do it then. <laughs> ah, I see. Well, you need to work on your um, on your event endurance. I have very good event endurance. Thank you very much. My endurance is yeah. fantastic. The yeah, gesture, so much. the gesture. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do you even event, bro? My problem is that I have too many freaking characters. You're the smart one because you have a couple of characters and you stick to them. I do. I have way too many damn characters and I cannot. I mean, I stick. Usually I stick to Cash the Lore Seeker, my my Sork. I love that character. But um, I bounce back and forth. I mean, then I'll play my Bosmer for a little while. I'm like, oh, my God, I love this guy so bad. Why do why do I switch? I, I love him. He's so little. It's a beard. Beards are awesome. They are. I uh, I kind of feel the same way with. Well, I mean, I I don't feel the same way. I like you said. I I have a couple. I really do. I only have two characters that I really focus on. Um, I've got the healer, which we talked about last week. I've got him up to fifty last week, and so I've been working, grinding, trying to get gear. And then I've got the DPS, and they're both sorks. 
and I've thought numerous times about making a class that's not a Sork. I mean, that's what Jib's uh, the lore seeker is. He's a warden, but I haven't fully leveled him out yet. But man, I tell you what, I'm attached to Sorks. Just trying different variations of them. I right. I am finding that that's the most intriguing class. That, and I, I do want to work on a warden at some point. But yeah, the event was good. I, I just got to a point where I was just like, man, I'm ready for it to be over. Like, I just... You know, just to be done and everything be back to normal in the game, um, on like a grand sense. And so, I, I pretty much did the same thing, except I didn't open a thousand crates. I opened maybe a hundred, and I worked on some leveling. <laughs> feel like it's that'd be fine. Severe just don't ask for any of my crap. Don't ask for any of my crap. <laughs> giving you anything? Oh, you want some death sticks for your crates? No, huh? <laughs> you know that's a lie. <laughs> I'd give you anything, buddy. I know. All right. So anyway, on this episode, we are covering all kinds of awesome stuff, especially our special reveal later, uh, if the courier ever gets here. But uh, this week, we're talking the bonus crown crate event, PvP changes and improvements. The uh, We're bringing ESO 101 back, and you guys have been requesting this, and it's so funny because we got an email like, hey, you think you guys could ever possibly go over this? And so we are. We just came off yep. an event where we were getting all that XP, and so a lot of you have hit 50. And you're like, bro, what the heck is this champion point system? What are these champion levels? What does this mean? Well, we're going to go over all of that from top to bottom for you guys in ESO 101, and then we're going to finish it up with a lore lesson on the Bretons. Yes. Very interesting. I always thought that Bretons were kind of like, bleh. Yeah. But it turns out kind of badass well you're gonna have to prove that to me because i okay. feel i feel the former that's how i that's how i feel but i believe in you i think we're gonna get hey, you two give us some news man he's so Jesus. hostile right well i'd be mad too why why is he so mad well look at him he is not attractive <laughs> he's got a lazy eye and a drool cup Yeah, that just happened. <laughs> Hopefully he didn't hear that, because he looks formidable. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright, well, I guess we do need to jump into the news. So, anyway, for those of you who've been playing, uh, if if you don't know this, I, I would... I think that'd be kind of funny and awesome at the same time. Uh, there's a bonus crate event going on right now, if you're listening on release day, on the 27th of uh, April. Uh, it's, this event actually started on the 24th, and it's going through the 30th, uh, through 10 a.m. on the 30th. Uh, they're giving away up to six Storm Collar Crown Crates. So, yeah, all you got to do is this. You log in, and that's it. <laughs> you can earn up to six crates. And also, here's the cool part. If you are, even if you don't sub to the game, you can enjoy a trial for this and so all you gotta do log into ESO go to the crown store go to the featured category find and select the ESO plus free trial uh, now they do mention like a, f a good little note here you don't need to provide a credit card or other account info in order to enjoy the ESO plus trial all you gotta do is go to the in game crown store and activate it no commitment required yeah, so hey the latest trials as they say in a certain movie, good luck. 
you'll find that you really enjoy the endless crafting bag. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. But, uh, so anyway, that's going on. And, um, I hope we have better luck than last time. Last time we did this bonus crown crate thing, you got all kinds of goodies, and I got just downright garbage. That's what it was. I started with good stuff, buddy, and then my RNG went absolutely in the commode. It dumped out. I'm like, dude, I got this thing knocked. And then I bought more and got nothing. I've got a (laughs) bunch of experience scrolls, which is fine because I use them. But yeah, I I pretty much expended all of my luck. Mm. I was going to say something else, but I expended my luck on the very first set of boxes I got. Mm. I'm still happy, though. Whatever. It's a gamble. Hey, you don't want to don't want to lose. Don't bet. Hey, quick question. Speaking of uh, crates and whatnot, what the heck ever happened to the uh, the uh, Dress Like a Deidre event? Uh, you know, we were just talking about that in Guild, uh, in Mog last night. I don't know. I think they said that they're going to need like up to another week or something, which explains to me that they probably had a metric crap ton of entries. I don't know, though. Hmm. It just dawned on me. We haven't heard anything about that officially. Not at all. I don't even think we've ha- no. heard the murmurings from the devs on it. It's been quiet. Nope. Nothing huh. at all. We'll have to keep our eyes on it. No, we have, we have an entry, too. Yeah. We did a, a partner entry. <laughs> yeah, I remember. It was gross. <laughs> <laughs> it was gross. <laughs> I didn't remember what it was. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, well, uh, so there's that. If you're playing the ESL, you got to do is log in. Uh, fun note, make sure that you don't remain logged in over a two-day period. It'll only count as one entry. So you must completely log out and back into the game. Logging out just to the character screen will not work either. Yeah, and if um, there's anybody out there that is not logging out of the game completely and you're in the game for days on end, do us a favor and stand up and go take a shower and eat and enjoy your life. There's a life outside. So there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> then you can come back. Then you can come back. You just like, go run around the block, take a shower, eat, and then come back and play more ESO. It's mm, true. That's my life. That's eat, my life. Sleep, tattoos, ESO. All right. So anyway, uh, that's going on. Earn yourself some free crates. Hopefully, hopefully, you guys get some awesome loot. Let us know if you do, by the way, at uh, Lore Seekers Cast on Twitter. Um, so, we kind of mentioned some of this stuff beforehand. This is for you PvPers. They put this out over at uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, Revel in the Spoils of War with Update 18's PvP additions and improvements. So, the cliff notes of this is pretty much this if you are a pvp'er one there's going to be some new quests and loot you're going to get all new daily quests the new quests can be acquired at the new conquest boards and they will feature one of the following tasks capture three keeps capture nine resources in other words mines farms or lumber mills kill 40 enemy players or capture the three towns Unlike the repeatable Cyrodiil quests, you can only complete each unique quest once per day per character, though you can do all four in that time period by returning to the new board once complete to pick up the next. So there's that. 
Um, with these new rewards, I like this because this is this is cool. Um, and Cashew and I both, we really need to get we need to get into we need to give this a go. We really we really do. I'm in. Let's do it. We're gonna get completely ruffle stumped. Yes. Let's throw that out there. Let, but yeah, I mean, yeah. let's also It'd throw this fun. out. Please message us if you're willing to give us a carry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Akatosh knows we're gonna need it. Well, um, we actually both have we actually both have a skill that we need to pick up from the assault line. So we do. Yeah. 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 We really do. I was thinking do. battlegrounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because battlegrounds are kind of you're kind of in, you're out, you're in, you're out, and you know, even though I want to experience a campaign, but I was kind of always hoping to do a specific build for that. I should just pick one of my other four thousand characters. I, yes, you should. I f that's my main issue, and I naturally I've I've been a PvP in every single MMO. I just haven't made a character that's set for PvP yet, and so going in there with all my PVE tunes, I'm just like, this is this isn't this isn't dude, isn't working. What new challenge? New challenge. We got we have a new challenge. We have another tune to level. <laughs> we yeah we need to find a, a good PvP build that we like on whatever type of character we want. Yeah, and we need to do this. Okay, let's do it. I don't you think we owe it to the peoples? Uh, we're trying to cover, yeah. we're trying to cover the game, and we've been like total PVE noobs. That's it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, should we let them decide what classes we make? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> Look, bro, it's only been nine weeks. I do not trust these people. I love them. However, I do not trust them to make my decisions. <laughs> like I, you answered that without a hesitation. There was no yeah. wait. I, I, I love you all, but sheesh. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I'm no, gonna of use... course. If I mean, if they have, if you guys have some advice for us, and you're if you're, if you're an avid PvPer, here's the thing. Talk to us. I'm leaning towards just make just remaking my warden and using him for for the PvP. I think. I think that's that is a sexy thought because it's... I have two wardies oh, and I go. could respect. I could respect. Oh, that's awesome. So I do all the work and you just sit back and respect and freaking tastic. That is the general plan. <laughs> so anyway, uh, these new daily quests, they come with an all, all new rewards, gladiator rucksacks. These rucksacks can contain crafting materials. Uh, see, I believe, yeah, including jewelry crafting materials if you have ESO Somerset and rare treasure maps for all the DLC or chapter zones. Once per day, the rucksacks are guaranteed to contain a gladiator's proof. Now, here's the cool thing. Once you have 20 of these gladiator proofs, uh, you can purchase a gladiator's recognition from the war researcher vendor and use it to combine your proofs into a tradable room box that contains the fearsome arena gladiator helmet costume piece. It, it almost kind of reminds me of... Um, now, the front plate is a little different, but it reminds me... This helmet reminds me of Gladiator from back in the day. It's got the whole, like, feather... It's it's Imperial, you know. It's got the whole feather thing on top going. But... Meh. Not your thing? Okay. All right, so... Well, yeah, honestly, <laughs> you had me at uh, rucksacks of jewelry crafting materials. I was like, oh, okay. Count me in. That's, yeah, that's kind of a thing. Count me in. Um, a lot of this stuff, the rest of it's kind of what we covered in episode eight, if you want to go back and listen to that. But uh, updating the way you receive alliance points and experience. Uh, they're changing the catapults around. 
They've upped the strength of monsters and guards um, in champion point-enabled campaigns. Keep defenders will now have up to 30 siege weapons if your keep is at level 5 for Orin Wood. Scoring adjustments for underpopulation and underdog evaluation happening more frequently, which I do remember that. It went from, what was it, like 24 hours to 3 hours, I think, is how that, that worked? Yeah, I, I, that's what I remember from last week. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, and then performance impor- improvements. Some of the new stuff that, that they did talk about, we did talk about last week, was the random battleground matches, but and you have to play first or second to, to finish that daily. Okay, You will receive, this part's the cool part, the Battlemaster Riven's Reward Box. And this contains the following. Soul Gems, a Transmutation Geode, yes, a PV... A PV. This is the part that makes me, you know, man. Maybe I will really. This kind of get me all juiced up to go back to <laughs> PvP again. Uh, I'm getting the itch. Uh, are you? You're percolating for PvP I'm, now, buddy. I'm I getting the itch. It. This is. This, I haven't felt this way since the last MMO. All right. So a PvP area style item, and a battleground set weapon. Oh they, dang! They also have a rare chance to include bind on pickup outfit style pages for the brand. Oh man, yes please. Fang, brand new Fang Layer, Victor, and Horned Dragon styles. These new styles can be only tamed from the battlegrounds, dude. Well, that, there, right that there. last that last one. Yeah, you're right, dude. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. We're, we're doing making, this. We're making it so this has to happen. See, that's the coolest thing, and this is something that I always kind of think about is, you know, whenever you do, like, you, for instance, Somerset, whenever we pre-order Somerset, yes, the items you get that they give you are cool, but the thing is, is that everybody else who's ever pre-ordered has them too, so it feels, I to me personally as a as an MMO player, it always felt like it wasn't as special because everyone's got it, they're pre-ordered, you know, whereas yeah. with this... The only people that are going to have this, you know, that if one got first or second to finish uh, the daily to get the, the reward box, and two, the RNGs worked out to where they even picked this up. So, yes, this I could be a that. good thing. So I'm going to throw out something out there to um, to the PVPers out there. Um, and I'm not trying to stereotype anybody because I... I do like I have PvP'd in other games and have enjoyed it, um, but PvP sometimes can be gnarly, like mean, like downright kitty cat mean. <laughs> so just be nice to us, because we're gonna be the super noobs that aren't gonna know what to do, and we we need help. <laughs> yes, we do. Okay, we do. I feel like there's such a well for me. Coming over to to you know Tiso uh, when we did you know there's such a learning curve anyway and then you know, there's definitely going to be the PVP learning curve which I'm I'm ex- man I'm excited about this. Yep, this is, this new is aspect cool. of the game. I'm excited. All right, cool. We got something to look forward to. Yep. Uh, all right, and also oh, we need to I think we need to address this because there's people that are playing PTS. And there's a lot of support going on, especially from Tiso, um, about anything happening with PTS and Somerset, and uh, which totally makes sense. You know, you want to promote what's going on. I'm gonna, we're gonna be upfront and honest with you. We th- we've talked about it, and we put it out on Twitter. You know, what do you guys feel about Somerset as far as the story and 
And really, it came back 50-50. There really was no definitive way that you guys wanted us to cover it, whether you wanted us to go into the PTS and try it, or you wanted us to hold off and we experience it together. So, Does that mean we get to decide? We get to decide. Here's what So, Cash and I have been talking. We think what we're going to do is we're not going to cover changes as far as, unless it's some widespread thing, you know, that's kind of changed the expansion a little bit. We're not going to go over the PTS. We're not going to talk about any of the zones. We are going to wait, and we're going to experience it all together with everybody on the release date. Yes. <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm not a, even like in betas and stuff, I never really dig those two too much because sure, like with new games, you want to try stuff out, but I already know how the mechanics of ESO work, so I really don't want to ruin the story, to be honest with you, and Man, that might sound just really terrible considering that we're content creators now. And uh, <laughs> But you know what we're going to do is instead we're still going to continue to fill your ears with candy of lore. Oh, so what, yeah. what we are planning on doing is scouring the countryside for more information on the ties between the mainland Tamriel... And Somerset. If there's anything else, like we plan to do Orsinium, we plan to finish Clockwork City. Um, and the ties that are there, because we've heard that there are some ties about Somerset. Mm -hmm. And when we find those, we are going to bring them to you. And we Correct. might have to throw spoiler alerts up for that. But what we don't want to do is go out and experience Somerset and ruin my late May, early June. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really excited about it. And I, I am too, man. Honestly, really it's like, yeah. So, so we're going to wait. We're going to hold her off on that. Right. And, and I'll be honest, they put out a, an article, uh, and we'll have this linked at our episode. You can totally go see it. It talks about the different organizations that we'll encounter in Somerset. I was even hesitant reading that. Like there, there is a, there is a, uh, I I don't know the right word, um, mysterious factor I guess that I want to keep. There's some things I don't want to know yet, you know. Like I want to experience this because then I can effectively convey my feelings to all of you who are listening to the show. I don't want to. First thing we don't ever want to be on this podcast is fake. You know, we want to be genuine from top to bottom with everything that we see, how we feel. Um, but, I mean, there's a they, they did put out an article on the organizations. Uh, talks about divine prosecution, Sigic orders, sapiarchs, and the House of Reveries. You can go read that if you're into that. If not, that's fine. But we're not going to cover it here on the show because we, for those of you who want to maintain that, you know, just anonymous factor, mystery factor, as you go into Somerset, you know, we don't want to ruin that for you. No, we don't. And. There are plenty of outstanding content creators out there that are devouring PTS right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, if you want if you want to dive into that stuff, we totally understand. But um, we're just not going to do it on the show. And don't send us spoilers. We will send the Dark Brotherhood after you 
bro. If you send us spoilers. I will. I'll do a sacrament right now. Don't make me. I'll do it right now on this tavern floor. That'd be kind of Y'all need Stendar. Y'all need Stendar. <gasps> Cash. Look who just walked in. He's here. He's here. You know what that means, bro? I hope he's here for us. I hope he's here for us. I hope he's here for us. Please, 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 please. No women, no women, no women, no women. Hey! Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Yes. Your hands only. Yes. Oh. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, sir. You open it. Dude. Okay, you want me to open this? I'm, this is... I'm feeling... I feel verklempt right now. Okay. I have Spilkus in my Connectogazoink. <laughs> We've been waiting for this moment. I've been waiting for at least a week to give you guys this information. All right, so here, let me, let me see what we got here. Hang on a second. Okay. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, all right, I'm going to read this to you. Lore Seekers, in accordance with Aldmeri Dominion customs and local city ordinance... We officially recognize and are in agreement that this document represents your purchase of the Unknown Traveler's Tavern. May the eight bless you and your mugs never empty. Coralus, the city ordinance office. Buddy, okay. we got it. We got to tell him now. This is it. All right. We got to tell well. him. For those of you who have speculated about what it was, <laughs> this is just the beginning. The lore seekers have, uh, we've heard your call. We've gotten mm -hmm. much mail, mm -hmm. uh, lots of correspondence about our recent actions in the past week. And we have long debated it. And finally, we have decided to, number one, we've purchased our own tavern uh, that will be open to all of our friends out there up to a certain amount because the housing only allows so many people. We need killed housing. <laughs> killed housing. Um, and the next part Well, hang on. Is Tell them about the tavern. Tell them. The tavern okay, is here. First, first off, amazing. Let me, let me you're going to, you're just going to have to listen to this geek out for a hot few because we've been waiting. I've been, I'm ecstatic to finally talk about this. All right. Cash spent hours hours going over every detail top to bottom making and designing the unknown travelers tavern by lore seekers and let me tell you this is literally now become and i literally mean this the my favorite tavern i've ever seen in tamriel this is the best i have ever seen a player make this is the best tavern period that i have seen in this game there are easter eggs from the show stuff that's happened in this podcast that are there you can you'll be able to find where cash and i sit you'll be able to see our two mugs you'll see the crafting bag from episode what was it like seven i think it was episode seven just all kinds of stuff Ooh, you're building it up. Only on PC, though. I'm really sorry. Oh, to I know. our console, I folks. Know. I'm really... But don't fret, because we have a way. Because? We have a way that we're going yes. to be able to hang out with our console, folks. We've figured it out. Jibs. Okay. I'm going to let you handle this part. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> this is like taking the training wheels off. All right. So, we, like Cash said, we have heard your call. We have... Oh, man. Okay. Cash and I have talked about this a lot. 
And you know what? We're like, let's just do it. So we're going to do it. For the very first time, we are opening as of right now. The doors are open. The official Lore Seekers Guild in the Elder Scrolls Online and the Discord. Everything is there. It's top to bottom. We've spent a ton of time getting this put together for you. The Discord server is awesome. We've had a lot of help from Spin as well over at the Mognation community. Guys, we what we wanted to do was create in everything that we do on this show that we create an extension of the main the main branch which is this podcast. So then we've got all these other branches going off of that. So one of those one of those is our Twitter feed. You know, a lot of what happens on the Twitter feed is an extension of this show. And that's exactly what this guild is all about. It's all about bringing all of us together in one roof. And this is something you guys have wanted um, where it doesn't matter, you know, as long the main requirement, two main requirements. You do have to fill out a guild app, but there's two requirements. One, that you got to be 18 plus. Two, you got to have Discord because that's how you apply. It's a really, if you don't know what Discord is, it's a VoIP. You can text or voice chat. Um, and you've answered five questions. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter your sex, your gender, your relationship status. It doesn't matter any of that. Everybody, yes, we are is, not as racist well, as the game that we play. Right? Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. I'll never forget. So this is, we wanted to bring you guys together. And so here is how you join, okay? You go to loreseekerspodcast.com slash guilt. All right, it's going to take you to a guild page that is now live. All you got to do is download Discord, join our Discord server, which there's, all these links are there at the bottom of the page, and they'll be on our episode pages from now on. And do go to the Apply to Guild tab and just do slash apply. It will PM you a private message of five questions that you send in. It will automatically do it all. All you got to do is answer them, and I think you hit the green check mark. And we review it. Like what we see, you're in. That's it. Right. One of the big things to remember, too, is that we do have a code of conduct. Yes. Um, yes, you, yes, we do. You do have to abide by the code of conduct because we will absolutely make sure that we keep our community free of drama and free of trolls. And yep. if you show up and you're acting like a douche, you're going to get a big boot in your butt. That's true. We'll but form- other than that... We'll perform Black Sacrament. <laughs> right. You know, the one thing that I do that I do want to mention, too, is that we've had a bunch of people that have um, already joined us at the guilds we're already in. I don't want those folks to feel like you're going to be left behind because you're not. We are not going anywhere in the guilds that we're already in. We have. Uh, right. If you don't know already, pro tip, you can join five guilds, up to five guilds in Elder Scrolls Online. So... We are not going anywhere in our other guilds. We're remaining in our other communities, but we are doing this as a way for our, the listeners of our show to join us in one place. All the listeners of the show can talk and mingle and uh, set groups up and stuff in our own place. This includes our console players. If you guys are using um, Discord to chat or everybody, you have tons of gamers now are using Discord. Um, it works very well for console as well. So this is going to give us the opportunity to hang with our console folks as well. Um, yep. This is not PC exclusive. It, 
it's not PC exclusive. So the only thing that's PC exclusive is our in-game guild because we play PC and we have not or probably will not create a guild on console just because we will never be there. So um, we didn't want to do that to anybody. We want to actually be able to run groups with people and have fun with people and talk to them. And, but we're not leaving our other guilds. So if you're already embedded in our other guilds and you've already made some friends and stuff, don't worry, we're not going anywhere. Um, we're still going to be around. Uh, right. We just wanted to answer the call to the folks who wanted to have that lore seekers tag and hang out with other listeners of the show. And that's the reason yep. why we're doing this. Exactly. And like I talked about earlier, you know, the it's all going to really take place on Discord. Everything it's meeting and meeting all of you. We truly mean it every episode. We really want to meet you guys. We want to hang out. The your guys support has just been fantastic. It's been unreal. It's been amazing. And uh, you know, we want to provide you guys with a home where everyone can gather that's from the show just under a roof and hang out. I mean, the Discord, it's truly an extension of this podcast because I'm not kidding you Mike the liar is there you can there's a whole just channel where you can find out what the daily pledges are he'll tell you you just do a command he'll tell you he'll find out what ch- uh, monster gear you need from the the, uh, the for your end game stuff for the, from the pledges um, he'll do quotes for you all kinds of stuff so you Mike's know, there we we really gotta thank Spin we do. We've had a lot of help getting yeah. this getting this set. We couldn't have done all this the way that it was done without uh, Spin, or I believe his, his uh, full name for Mog, or Spin, but he went over top to bottom all the stuff on our Discord. It's been tested. It's been tried. We are ready. It's fan-freaking-tastic. Oh, also, we've got bards, by the way. If you want... I tell you what, I have... <laughs> For those of you listening that are a part of our um, <laughs> daily dungeon groups and you wonder why I haven't been in Discord like normal, I've been testing this all week. Questing, I turn the sound all the way down and I queue up one of the bards where they're playing 24-7. You can just have one of the admins on the Discord server queue this up for you and just plays music from Tamriel, all the Elder Scrolls games. I mean, it's yeah. amazing <laughs> to play. We have... So. We've been doing a lot of work. Um, Jibs and I have been doing a lot of work along with uh, with Spin, and um, we have been spending a lot of time just in quiet rooms building stuff. And I'm not kidding you. There is a playlist on YouTube that we play directly into our Bard in channel, and it is unbelievable. It's like 12 hours of nothing but Elder Scrolls music. And it's not that we don't love the music in ESO because we do. It's great. Oh my gosh. But it is so nice to change it up. And man, when you're, when you're running around and you're hearing the music from Skyrim and, and uh, Oblivion and Morrowind, it really changes your game, like refreshes your game. Yeah. It's amazing. I just totally geeked out, but yeah, it, it really does. Dude, it like chills me out. Like, yeah. I, f- I'm a lot of times doing graphic work for the show. I'm freaking zoned out just listening to the music. It's it's fantastic. So, long story short, this guild is now officially open. You can join. All you gotta do is just go to loreseekerspodcast.com, click guild at the top, or just go to uh, slash guild and uh, download Discord. Join the Discord server. 
go to apply to guild tab and hit slash apply and we will go over that brief <laughs> i really didn't you know when cash was talking about a lot of the apps we were getting for from the listeners for the show for our multi-gaming guild meridius um i thought you know maybe it was like a handful you know like oh cool it's like a handful no <laughs> there's a lot more <laughs> than a handful it's yeah it's been a lot and and we want folks crazy. the folks who are already there we want you to be part of both guilds because oh, yeah, the one absolutely. thing and this this is kind of a it's a little bit of a caveat but the one thing that the folks who have already joined uh, Meridia's order of guards have is a massive experience base oh my gosh that is yeah it's one thing and and they um they're looking to build a second trials group um but the one thing is you have massive advice above and beyond what Jibs and I could provide you because these are players who've played the game for a long time. So keep that in mind that when you come over now, granted we might get people over in, in lore seekers and maybe both guilds. Um, and, and not to mention the, um, our RP guild too. We're not, I'm not leaving that RP guild. Uh, so an outstanding guild, um, at the divine conclave and really enjoying it there too. But, um, in Mog, in particular, there there's a lot of experience base there, and the only reason I say this is because that's where that's where my home has been for so long. Um, so don't be afraid to apply there either. It doesn't mean that you can't be part of both guilds. So yeah, uh, have five man. Just dive in. Yeah, just dive in Do and it. experience everything because we're going to be in both places. So. Uh, it's yep. really up to you what you want to do. You guys might already have four or five guilds yourselves. We totally understand that. But this is an opportunity for us to increase our reach for everybody and increase the ability for us to talk to people in game and not just on Twitter, but actually in game and actually in a Discord server, hanging out with people and playing. And right. It's just a good thing. We're really super, super excited about this. Yep, we're excited. We're getting the groundwork going. We want to see where this thing goes. Hopefully we get some trial groups made up sometime. PvP groups, questing groups, all that. Man, I'm excited. Got all kinds of cool stuff. So anyway, loreseekerpodcast.com slash guild. Whew. All right. No. I feel like we need a... I feel like I just got a weight mission. Weight lifted off. All right. I know. So, that was so, We were nervous, people. Seriously. I've been waiting for a week. This has been yep. torture for me. I've been silent. I couldn't tell anybody, couldn't talk about it. Oh, no. Waitress, waitress, round on the house, please. This is a big moment for us. Coming right up. True that. True that. Oh, yeah, this mm. is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Mike's here, too. Well, you're not only in the Discord server now, huh? Still walking around following us? All right. What you got, man? Too much magic can be dangerous. Mike once had two spells and burned his sweet roll. Okay. <laughs> Thanks again. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, Mike has shared his wisdom, and it's time for us to share some with you. We are back with our ESO 101 segment. And this week, Cash, we are doing the champion system. Yes, we are. This is a system that uh, may have been very confusing to some folks, and we want to bring some light to it. So... And, and just like Jibs was saying, we actually got a tweet on this. Was it a tweet or an email? We've gotten tweets and emails. Perfect. So the timing is impeccable because I think I just talked to you a couple hours before we decided to do this. Um, 
and then we start we got an email we got a message from one of our listeners so yep we are going to cover the champion system what in akatosh is it well for a lot of you that have probably used all that uh, double xp many of you might have hit 50 so mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you're like, well, what now? Well, that's it. That's it. I beat the game. Yay. Yeah, not so much. You got a long way to go, my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially what it does is opens up the champion point system. This champion point system, once you hit level 50, is an extension of your leveling. So what it does is it continues to level. So now when you, when you gain experience points, your experience points no longer go to levels. They go into champion points. And really, it's just an improvement system that, if you effectively use it, really makes you into a freaking beast on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So, And I'm really starting to see a difference now in my own character where just regular stuff in the world when I'm out questing just absolutely melts. Like I have zero problems with the stuff um, out there, you know, until you hit like a, a world boss or something like that, you know, but I can, even at my low level, I can, um, um, I just earlier today, I soloed a dolmen probably doesn't sound that much to a lot of the higher level, uh, CP players out there. But I mean, for me, it's like, you know what? I just soloed a friggin' dolmen. Um, I know other folks out there that are soloing dungeons, no problem. Um, I haven't quite gotten to where I can solo a world boss yet, but with this champion point system, you're going to get to that level eventually if you keep at it. So, Mm -hmm. whether you've chosen to deal damage, uh, be a tank, or be a healer, the champion point system really can be a route to glory for you. So once you hit level 50, your experience points will no longer elevate your level. Now you're going to get these champion points. Well, what do we do with them? Well, these champion points, you use them to unlock newer abilities within the three guardian constellations. So when you open up this system, the system will show you three different colors. Basically, you're going to see red, green, and blue. Those are indicative of three guardian constellations. So the three guardian constellations are the warrior, the mage, and the thief. So each of them have three lesser constellations assigned to them, which are going to grant you different abilities. So if you can picture the warrior is the main constellation. Underneath the warrior, there's the lord, the lady, and the steed. And then right next to that is the thief. Underneath the thief, you're going to have the tower, the lover, and the shadow. And then there's the mage. And underneath the mage constellation, you're going to get the Atronach, the ritual, and the apprentice. So every right. time you gain a champion point, you put they're going to be put into each of these three constellations in order. So you're going to get the warrior first, then the thief, then the mage then the warrior, then the thief, then the mage, and so on and so forth. Every time you gain a point, it goes into a different constellation. Right. So each guardian constellation is going to increase certain passives for your character that will allow you to generally improve your stats and abilities. So for instance, the warrior, that's the red, that's going to increase your health and allow you to improve defensive capabilities. 
The green one is the thief, and that's going to allow you to increase your stamina and grant special utility bonuses. Then there's the mage. That one's blue. Mm -hmm. This one is going to increase your magicka and grant benefits to physical and magical offensive power. Things like magicka recovery and um, how much, how many resources you gain back from heavy attacks and such. Right. So you can choose to spend these points in any way you want within the different constellations and kind of build your character however you want to build them. And we're not going to detail every single one of the aspects of the constellations because there's just too many. But go in there and take a look and see what each of them do. And it's going to create these special bonuses that you can earn by putting a certain number of points into the category. So... Another point is, is that when you spend additional points, like say you pick one category and you're spending more points in that category, uh, in that certain constellation, you are going to begin to unlock even more powerful passives at level 10 or at 10 points in, 30 points in, 75 points in, and 120 points in, you are mm -hmm. going to be um, unlocking these even more powerful bonuses of the champion system. So, okay, so how do you get there? You've hit 50. You want to know, how do I even find this thing? Well, all you got to do is um, activate the champion points icon. It's a little circle with a star at the top. Um, just click that or in your, if all you got to do is just press the equal sign as a hotkey. And it's a default hotkey and then it will open it up for you. So here's one of the coolest things about this system. Once a champion point is earned... It's added to your account total. And then it can be spent on all of your characters individually. So what this means is that if you have a level 50 character with, say, 200 champion points, you can use all 200 of those champion points on your level 50 character, but you can also use 200 points on a brand new character or any of your other characters. Every character has access to their own 200 champion points, if that's how much you have. If you have 720 or 1,000 or whatever, every one of your characters has access to that number. You yep. don't, like, use 50 on one character and 75 on another character and 20 on another character. Every character gets your full complement of champion points, yep. which is freaking awesome. Because what that means is that as soon as, if you're leveling another character, as soon as that character hits 50, that character is automatically caught up to the champion point level of your highest character. So, I mean, you, all you gotta do is just level one up to 50 and you're immediately ready to start taking on better content. Granted, you know, you probably need some better gear, but right. still. Here's another really important point. Once you reach champion point... 160. 160 is a crucial number because once you hit 160, at that point, you can equip the, the most powerful gear in the game. You're no longer restricted to right. like level 50 CP 120 gear or level 50 CP 60 gear. Once you hit that 160 mark with your champion points, you can equip the most badass gear in the entire game. So just keep that in mind. Once And don't fret, because once you hit level 50, champion point 160 comes, champion level 160 comes pretty quickly. 
And yeah. the reason it becomes it comes quickly is because of something called enlightenment. Mm-hmm. So Zoss is not dumb. They're very smart. They want to assist people in uh, experiencing the end game content quickly. So they implemented something called the enlightenment system. What this is, is it helps you earn champion points over time. So your account will accrue this enlightenment. If you can, if you can harken back to some of the other MMOs you've played, if you haven't, there's something that you can get in other games called rested experience. Some games you would have to be in your house in order to accrue it. Other games you'd have to be in a tavern when you logged out to accrue it. But when you are offline, you are still accruing these rested experience points. And in ESO, it's just called enlightenment. Right. So, and, and this only works for the champion system. This does not work from 1 to 50. So, what it does is every 24 hours, more enlightenment is added to your account. Um, and then all you really need to do in order to um, utilize this is complete quests, kill enemies, do PvP in Cyrodiil, complete dungeons and delves, uh, go to Trials or Dragonstar Arena... As long as you're doing those things, you can utilize this enlightenment system. So, Jibs. Mm-hmm. So, you recently asked me how much it cost and what the what the process was to reset those champion points. Right? right? Yep. Okay. So, in order to do so, and he ended up figuring it out before I could even get back to him, but what you have to do to reset say you screw up or you change your spec and now or you kind of went on your own and decided to do a few things and then you decided that your character was was really gimped and then you looked up a build and now this build has this specific timeline or specific setup for the way that they think your champion points should be put in so what you do here you go into the champion point system hit the f key or just click the button down at the bottom that says redistribute. All you have to do is re-put your points wherever you want them. And then you click OK at the end to confirm. And then it will charge you 3,000 gold. 3,000 mm-hmm. gold is really not that much in this game anymore. Um, it's really kind of nothing. Um, but that will allow you to redistribute all of your champion points. So this part may or may not make you want to vomit in a bucket because it did when I saw it. Actually, I saw it in, I saw it in one of the, the um, uh, one of Zoss's live streams mm-hmm. and I, I hadn't, I hadn't realized it yet. I've never seen anybody with this much, but anyway, current, current champion point maximum is 3,600 champion points. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So right now it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a rare occurrence to see people that have, more than a thousand yeah um you know i'd say semi-rare there there are definitely out there people have played this game for a long long time and a lot um, we have several people in meridia's uh, order guards that have uh, over a thousand champion points which is so impressive but um yeah so the cap is 3600 champion points and i have never seen anybody over probably 1200 yeah, I was going to say, I've never I, seen. Yeah, I've never seen anyone higher than that. Right. If you're listening and your character's over 2,000, please send us a screenshot of that on Twitter, at LoreSeekersCast. I would like to see it. Yeah, I will personally pay homage. 
<laughs> Sheesh. So, anyway, in a nutshell, that's our champion system. Um, it yep. works very, very well. Um, it really does make a big difference. You'll notice that when you're putting in champion points, the percentages for the the uh, buffs it's giving you goes up very slowly. But the other thing you, that you'll forget is to use them. So you'll yep. get, you know, like four or five champion levels and realize, oh man, I haven't put these in yet. And then you go put them in and then it makes a difference. Like, man, I got a half a percent, you know, increase in magicka return or stamina return or something like that. Um, right. So it, it really, really does make a huge difference. And um, Oh, and the other thing is too, currently in the game, you can only utilize up to, um, I think CP 720 is, is the max. So anything above and beyond that, it, you can't use CP uh, points anymore. They really won't work for you. You can still gain the CP points, but you just can't put them into the champion system. Now, granted, I'm only you know just shy of 500 CP myself, so I am not absolutely positive on how it works at higher levels. If you know and I've made a mistake in my presentation, please feel free to let me know because I want to be delivering accurate information. Hmm. There you go. Well, I hope this helps because I know there's been quite a few of you who've been emailing and wanting to know. And really, it couldn't come at a better time right after, uh, you know, the whole event's over with. But, uh, hey, look, the door just opened. Oh, no. We know that face. <laughs> they found oh, us already, no. man. We're not even done. We're not I even know, done. You brought friends. You did bring friends. Oh. Okay, so we have some friends that showed up. We need to start making these these uh, clues a little bit harder. I thought it was. I thought this was a good one. This was a really good one. But, you know, people figured it out. So, mm. anyway, let me explain that a little bit before we, uh, before we shout out who was here. Um, so we're going to be talking very shortly about the Bretons. So a big part of Breton lore is the Adamantine Tower, which is now called the Dureni Tower. Um, so we are actually in at Coglin Village. And if you look just off the coast, you can see Dureni Tower. You just can't get there. So yep. anyway, that's where we're at. And some folks figured it out already. So anyway, a big Rather shout quickly. out to... <laughs> big shout out to... Um, um, Orchid. We call him Orchid. It's really Orchid, but we call him Orchid. I like because, uh, you know, it's a flower. Yeah, I know. He's a beautiful budding flower. It's he actually flower. is a budding flower of a player as well. He's come a long way. And, you know, he, he now understands after our dungeon etiquette that as a DPS, you shall not fire the first shot. You shall wait for the tank. He now understands this, and he's doing much better, so... <laughs> Yeah, he's Timmy. Uh, <laughs> Good job, Timmy. Timmy. Good job. Good job. <laughs> and uh, we've oh. also been found by um, uh, Morgus and Washoni. Congratulations, mm. you guys! There Thanks you for go. coming out to find us and Here, enjoy have your a seat. travels. Here, here, have a seat. You can, you can hang out the rest of the time. Oh crap! And he's here too. Well, hello, <sighs> old ragged, he blind. He knew he, knew he was going to show up. Enter my mind, vestige. And walk with me through the shadows of past events. All right.
right, well, he's... The prophet's shown up. It's it's that time. It's last part of the uh, last part of the episode here. We got a lore lesson on the uh, on the Bretons. Go on, my friend. Yes, this one's a good one. And cheers to the Bretons. Raise a glass. Very nice. <laughs> I actually switched from sour, whatever it was that I ordered was terrible. So I'm now drinking meat again. Thank you very much. My friends, hmm. let's all get together and talk the Bretons. Yes. Yeah. So, used to think they were kind of boring. Don't anymore. Did a little research on them. Turns yeah. out they're pretty interesting. And now I'm kind of wondering why I don't have a Breton character. Jibs? Wow. That's a... Okay. I that's, don't have a Breton character. I, I might that, need to do this. Why don't I have one of each? It's because you're... You're Altmer racist. <laughs> it's bla I am an Altmer racist. It's blasphemy. Honestly, I should have one of each. So anyway, oh, man. let's talk about the Bretons, my friends. They are the elven human descendants hailing from the province of High Rock, which is where we're at. Uh, many have speculated that they are the descendants of the Nedic race, which was an early race of man uh, way back in the first era. And the Aldmer. So they're thinking they're a mix between the Nedic and the Aldmer. While many others speculate that they are Atmorin, who, when we covered the Nords, you'll remember Atmora is where the Nords came from. So others are speculating that they're a mix between Atmorin and Aldmer blood. So you're looking Nord and Altmer mix. How does this happen? Huh. Let me regale you with tales. I will show you. All right. So um, the Altmer at one point had considered making a new race with their own, what they considered elder and superior blood by mating with another race. I know they're so rad. So um, they, they consider this by mating with another race. Um, and because of that, the Bretons are also speculated to have come from that and are sometimes refer- referred to as man, Mary which I, I lolled. I mean, Man Mary. Really? Mary Man. So let's talk a little bit about High Rock, where we're at. This is the most western region of Tamriel, bordered by Hammerfell, bordered by Skyrim. But this is the land of the Bretons. As a matter of fact, when I got here today, I picked up a lore book that was very Breton. It was awesome. Right on the beach... I was trying to avoid a killer world boss that, in the form of a crab, and I literally had aggro. I'm running, by, I'm running by this lore book, and of course me, I'm like squirrel. So I had to run off the aggro before I could turn back around and go get the go get the lore book. So anyway, I pick up this lore book, all about High Rock, all about the Bretons, and I literally sat there with this crab like snarling at me, and I'm reading this lore book. So. Anyway, That's it's hilarious. there. It's, it's, really, it's really cool. So, okay. High Rock. Probably one of the most well-known parts of High Rock. Besides it being a very beautiful, hilly, scenic landscape. Um, right. It's got villages and towns and very fertile soil. So a lot of people want to farm here. But High Rock houses the Adamantine Tower. This is now known, as we spoke about, as the Dureni Tower. And we will get to that. Um, There's a very small island in the Iliac Bay that 
houses the adamantine tower. So this structure is very widely known to be the oldest structure in Tamriel. If you read the ancient texts, the adamantine tower was said to have been crafted in the dawn era, which is where the, the Adra were first together. Remember the Adra, that was lore lesson one. The Adra are our ancestors. The Daedra are not our ancestors. So in the dawn era, the adamantine tower was said to be used by the Adra as a meeting place for them while they decided the very fate of Nern. So it is generally the oldest structure on Tamriel. It's really cool. I know. So um, when the first Ald Mary first came to the region, that tower was already here. So that tells you how old that tower is. Now, in ESO, unfortunately, you cannot get to that tower. But from the shoreline where we are at, at Coglin Village, you can't. As a matter of fact, there's a there's a dolmen that's even closer to it. Um, unfortunately, you cannot swim there. Um, the, sla- the slaughterfish will kill you. You you will die. It may or may not have been tried. <laughs> yeah, I may or may not have tried to swim there. <laughs> and I died a terrible awesome. death. So anyway, can't well get done. there. It doesn't matter how many buffs or whatever you got on you, just not going to make it. So <laughs> don't do it. But I do ate it. my food. <laughs> don't do it. So anyway, little fact about the Adamantine Tower. But you can see it. And that makes it mysterious and awesome at the same time. It's there. Just can't get there. Mm. Okay. So... There's also evidence that early beastmen, I liked this part, early beastmen of an unknown variety may have been the original inhabitants of High Rock, but the Aldmer from Somerset were the first known settlers of the region to actually start building communities. So once again, hand it to the High Elves. They ain't so bad. There you go. That's right. I like them more more. I know. So when, when I was doing my research and reading my lore books, this evidence of early beastmen did not set well with me. I'm like, really? That's super general throw out. Give me some love. What the heck is a beastman and where did they come from? Turns out there is no additional evidence about any known beastmen. So it kind of remains a mystery as to what these beastmen are. If you know, please get a hold of us on our bulletin board at Twitter. Thank you. Because um, I would like to know. But there's really no other, that I could find, there's really no other information on what these early beastmen were. Mm. So let's talk a little bit more about Breton and their origins. In the Merithic era, uh, era, it was said that these very Nedic people arrived and were quickly overwhelmed and absorbed by the more refined and highly sophisticated culture of the Altmer. Aldmer at that time. So this intertwining of the culture kind of led to interbreeding and hence the creation of the Bretons. There is a tale that is told. It's told in a lore book and then it's also told um, it's told through through the wikis that I read, the lore books I read about (laughs) this meeting between the Nedic people and and the Aldmer and what happened and all that stuff. So anyway, one such tale speaks about an encounter that these halflings had with a Nordic raiding party. So this Nordic raiding party attacked a group of Altmer. They thought it was Altmer. 
once most of them were dead, they kind of did a little bit closer inspection. They were actually talking to a mongrel race of elf, uh, elven human ancestry. And it was presumed to be the last members of a lost Nidic tribe. Well, this lost Nidic tribe was speculated that they had interbred with the Aldmer and created what they now call Manmary or Manelf. Today, we just call them Bretons. So, yes, in, in essence, in that long story I just told, Bretons are half-elf, half-man. I had no and idea they, about that. Yeah. So, because of that, they have their traits and their physical appearance is like right in between the two. So although they may look a lot like man, they still will have, you have to look, but they will still have some more refined traits that the high elves have. So medium builds, fair skin, fair hair, high cheekbones. And then if you look and actually you can build this into your character into character creator, you can build your your Breton to have a slight point to their ears. Now, it's not like full knife ear. Like, <laughs> it's not full knife ear like full Altmer. You never right. go full Altmer. But, never go full boss. Never go full boss. But, they, but you can. There'll be like a little point. Just nice. Just a little bit. But it's there. Right. So, uh, but they also got some some insane traits of both races. So... Bretons are highly intelligent, very outgoing, which is probably why a lot of them end up being very good um, in the theater. Mm. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some Bretons have man-like physique, so they're going to be a little bit more muscular than your than your um, than your basic level Altmer, who are usually you know tall, thin, not so muscular, but um, you know lean. But some of them will have more more of a frail frame and some will have more like, you know, like man physique. Most of them, however, do have inherited magical affinity that they got from the elves. So pretty cool, which makes them very formidable spell spellcasters. Hmm. So there's absolutely no doubt that they are outstanding spell weavers and very gifted in the arcane arts over the years as they've, as they've learned. They are not the best at physical combat, but they do have natural ability to resist and cast spells that would normally overwhelm most people. So on top of their arcane prowess, they also are very, very hardy. So they have pretty much the best of both the human race and the elven race. It's a perfect breed. (laughs) Easy on the old master race thing there, (laughs) Chips. Slow what? Oh, down. No, I didn't mean that. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> Master hybrid build. <laughs> there. Yes. Thank you. Bretons do share a very strong culture and language that leads back to their or- to their origin as humans, um, and is also accentuated by intermingling with the Altmer and the Nidic people during that first era. But during this time, when men were held as slaves by elves. This was said to have led to, we talked about this a little bit before, but it it was said to have led to the masters impregnating their female captives. You know, bingo, bango. Hmm. Next thing you know, someone's Mm -hmm. got a bun in the oven, someone's throwing up in the morning, blammo. All of a sudden you got a little baby (laughs) Breton. 
happens just like that. Just like that. So all of a sudden, somebody's craving pickles and ice cream and peanut butter, and boom, Breton. So Bretons are, are known for being very passionate, very eccentric, very poetic, very flamboyant, and very willful. They are also known for their incredible skills in alchemy, food preparation, provisioning, also uh, selling their creations. The Bretons, here's another thing about Bretons. A large part of Breton history and society was trading and commerce. I thought that was pretty cool. I investigated further. What else did I find? My friends, I'm going to share it with you. The history and religion of the Bretons. When you look back to the history of Bretons and High Rock, they were truly shaped in the first era. And really, like I just talked about, through commerce, although it took centuries to do, it was really through commerce that the Bretons became the dominant force in High Rock. So for most of the first era, the region was really dominated by an elven family known as Clan Dureni. Sound familiar? Boom. Mm -hmm. Clan Dureni was also very successful in their economic and military power, but they ended up becoming known as the Dureni hegemony um, and expanded their reach to nearly a quarter of Tamriel before they realized that they were spread too far. They were overextended. And by the time they were overextended, they eventually ended up being overtaken by the Bretons and the Nords um, in some of the Northern territories because they were spread so far. So it ended up, Clan Dureni ended up coming to an end and the Bretons and the Nords ended up extending their reach. The Bretons through commerce, the Nords through war, uh, but eventually the Bretons became the dominating force in the region. And it was mainly because of assimilation. So they not only were outstanding at trade and commerce, but they were also incredibly good at breeding. So <laughs> they just <laughs> populated the cities with good at making of money Bretons. and making babies. I know. So, <laughs> so somebody's making a lot of love and all of a sudden they got a ton of Bretons. And they turned them into little Breton businessmen and women. <laughs> so, hey, I got to hand it to them. They're not, they're not doing it by blood. You know, not, it's, it was, they weren't completely innocent in that. There were skirmishes here and there. And they actually ended up gaining control by numbers in a lot of small vi villages. And then eventually in the larger cities like right. uh, Daggerfall and then Camlorn. But by the end of the first era, High Rock became known as the land of the Bretons. And today, in the SO, as we play, they still dominate uh, control of the region within our timeline. Pretty cool. It is cool. It's I nice to... there was so much into business. I know. It's nice to finally get not so much blood. There's like... You know what I mean? Yeah. Trust me. Not that I don't like the death and destruction because I thrive on it when I play with my character. I melt faces. But... All day. All day. But it's nice to have, you know, a, something a little more diplomatic. It's a change of pace. You know, it's, it's a nice change of pace. Different, you know, it's a different view. Right. Cool. So, but the, th the nice thing about the Bretons is that if you screw with them, they may be diplomatic, but they'll reach a certain point to where they, too, will melt your face. So <laughs> it's kind of cool. Yep. So the Bretons... 
you would see, you would think, with all of this expansion and spread, you would think that the Bretons were united as a people because of the influence that they had gained in High Rock and then the surrounding territories. But you'd be wrong. They were definitely not without their own internal strife. Let's not forget that they are part Altmer. Um, so many small walled city-states ended up being formed in which the Bretons kind of became an easy target for some of the larger powers in Tamriel because they were so spread out and even a little bit divided. So one of these such powers was the Red Guards of Yakuda. Yes, Yokuda. Also one of the motifs you you can get in um, yep. Elder Scrolls Online. So the Red Guards of Yakuda began their conquest of Hammerfell in the late First Era, and then the two factions ended up battling for control of the region until they were both faced with a common... When I say two factions, I mean Bretons and Red Guards were kind of battling it out. Um, until they were both faced with a common enemy with the entrance of the Orcish Kingdom of Orsinium. Kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So none of them expected that. And they both realized that, holy crap, the Orcs are a very tough enemy. So eventually an alliance between Daggerfall and the Kingdom of Sentinel, Redguards and Bretons, was formed just so that they could fight the orcs, and then that big battle, actually it was a very long war, became known as the Siege of Orsinium, and that took place in First Era, uh, year 980. So just before the Second Era, just before our timeline, is when that took place. Um, and and you'll, you'll remember too, if you played through Orsinium, you'll remember too that Orsinium has been rebuilt. So, kind of hmm. lays the foundation of why Orsinium was destroyed in the first place. Right. So eventually, this alliance between the Red Guards and the Bretons prevailed and destroyed Orsinium, dispersing the orcs far and wide across the landscape of Tamriel. Kind of neat, huh? That's really freaking cool. There's it's cool. there's two DLCs I need to play through. One, Orsinium, just to kind of get the whole vibe from the orcs in general, and then you've got you know, Clockwork. But this is this is cool. I had no idea all this took place. I didn't know they were this interesting, to be honest with you. I was so never I got, super into them. I have an idea for you, my friend Jibs. Hmm. Let's do this. In between um, in between all of the PvP stuff that we're about to do, mm-hmm. let's run Orsinium together. What do Deal. you think about that? And, and let's do Clockwork. We'll do Clockwork afterwards. Let's run Orsinium first. Together, though, right? Like We'll do it together. Yes. Okay, um, second question. Will you marry me? That's too much money, bro. I don't got that kind of coin. I'm Gosh. sitting on 280 coins left. That's all I bro. got. <laughs> See? I'm t- my friends. My friends out there in listening land. He still will not marry me. For XP! It's mutually beneficial. I'm down. I just don't want to spend the coin. I got more lore to talk about. I'm over you. Okay. <laughs> broke my massive heart <laughs> eventually the Daggerfall Covenant was formed between the races of Breton, Redguard and the Orcs I wonder who broke the ice there you know what well, I like mean? how that conversation went? yeah, sorry we just sacked your city but do you want to join our group? <laughs> it's like I'd be a bully like, kicking you in the nuts and after beating like, the no, crap out of you I don't think I want to join your group you guys are jerks <laughs> so anyway 
Um, there was a, there was a threat from the outside from the other factions. Now now we're talking ESO timeline. So eventually the Daggerfall Covenant was formed between the races of Breton, Redguard, and the Orcs for mutual defense of the region. Now we're fighting for our lives. We're fighting for our, our way of life, which I totally get, even though I'm Old Mary Dominion and I could care less about the Daggerfall Covenant, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So their vision was to establish peace and order across all of Tamriel. Well, yeah, good luck with that. Mm. Mm-hmm. The main religion in High Rock, let's talk a little religion, because we always got to kind of hit on that. Uh, the main religion in High Rock is basically the worship of the eight divines. It's really nothing different from a lot of the different uh, religion, religious uh, followings in Tamriel. Three right. elven deities are also worshipped, and those are Magnus, Ifray, and Finister. They're also worshipped. Um, a deity unique to only the Bretons is Sheor. Also very much revered. Sheor is said to be derived from the Nordic deity by the name of Shor, which I'm sure you've heard in the game. Shor's bones. Have you heard that? I've never Lyris. heard that. Lyris says it. Lyris actually says it right at the beginning. As soon as you get murdered and your soul gets sucked into Cold Harbor, um, she actually says, Shores, bones, you're good in a fight. Something like that. Pretty I, sure. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. And if you do Ritz, if you do Ritz, you you hear the guy say, Shores, bones, that looks heavy. So anyway, that's where that comes from. It's Sheor, a deity that the Bretons worship. Huh. I know. I read it. I was like, oh my gosh. Everything matches. I love it. All right. So Shor, who is Shore though? It's like, okay, fine. Who's Shore? So Shor is the Nordic representation of the god of Lorcan, which you re- will remember that we talked about in a previous lore lesson, and the embodiment of the afterlife in Sovngarde. If you spend any time in the north in ESO, you will hear Sovngarde. If you've played, if you've played um, Skyrim, you will hear Sovngarde. It's just it's the Nordic heaven, basically. That's what they call it. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So now here was a very important point too, uh, which is it was odd for any culture in Tamriel. The Bretons, although they had the gods and deities that they followed, the particular race of Breton is not wholly tied to religion as a basis for their culture. So, in essence, they could take it or leave it. Yeah, that's kind of different from the other ones, you know, because it's Wait pretty based off your race you know especially um i guess the the hardcore version of that would have been like the dark elves or the uh the altmer i mean they're very very uh religion to race dependent yes for sure and it's it's um i don't know i guess it's very it parallels like the modern world yeah the race the breton race you know as being a hybrid race they're they're not some may be, some are not. So, yeah. Huh. It was interesting. It is interesting. So let's talk some notable Bretons in Elder Scrolls lore. I'm going to just hit the really big ones. There's just a few of them, but um, Tiber Septim. Yes, I know you know who he is. He eventually becomes Talos, eventually is revered as the Ninth Divine. And then there's Uriel Septim, also related. And then in ESO, there's High King Emric. He is the Merchant Prince 
whose luck and determination won him the throne. He later became the leader of the Daggerfall Covenant. Lackluster faction. <laughs> you know, if there's anything I, I appreciate the most or more from these uh, lore lessons is the fact that you pick up, you talked about Shores Bones, you, you pick up on a greater understanding of the language of Tamriel and why things are said the way they're said. Yeah. I geek out. When I'm reading this stuff and really absorbing it and putting the things that I read into my words, I totally geek out. Like, oh my gosh. So pay attention to the to the to the world out there. I mean, do, yeah. Let me just say this. If you've been through the content over and over and over again, fine. If you've done Cold Harbor five times, I get it if you don't want to experience the quests and the story. But if this is your first time through, just know this. Every time you speed through a quest, particularly the voice acting, which is outstanding, and the text writing, which is outstanding, every time you speed through it, a developer loses his wings. <laughs> I will leave you and our lore lesson of the Bretons with that. Oh Enlighten yourselves. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, everybody. Well, this was episode nine. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, we want to hear from you. Please head on over to iTunes. Leave us your reviews for every five-star review that we get we give you guys a shout out on this show and we did talk about it on Twitter uh, this past week we've got all our reviews back it doesn't, doesn't matter what country you, you send it to us from we are getting them and we will continue to get them so we're getting all caught up here we hacked it yeah we hacked the interwebs as I look over my shoulder <laughs> but uh, anyway so the first one here from Crucifer uh, aka Crucifer's Gaming says thank you for bringing this podcast I really enjoyed it and I'm already looking forward to next episode I'm not good on the Elder Scrolls lore so this really helps out they're also fun and and with good content my opinion thanks again thank thanks you. man that's cool uh, I'm gonna butcher this but IB Runners IB Runners that's what it looks like to me okay cool great uh, great podcast. Have having been a long, I'm assuming long, my listener, long time listener of Tales of Tamriel. That's what oh, I meant. cool! I I am glad there is another podcast on my favorite game. The hosts really talk well and bounce off each other. I really hope this will be a long standing podcast. Thanks, guys. Mark, thanks, man. That's very cool. You know what, man? Our reviews. I'm really blown out of the water on them Mm -hmm. you know i just yeah you and i are just in here having a good time we've been friends for a long time we enjoy each other we enjoy the game we're playing we we love the content we're creating and i I, the folks who are listening it seems unless there's some grand conspiracy it seems like you guys are really liking what we're doing (laughs) (laughs) and i'm i'm blown absolutely blown away and so thankful and just so so humble. I, I know that I've I've said it a million times, but I'm just so I will humbled say it. Yeah. by 
the response we get from our listeners. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to our show because it fuels Great. our fire for us oh to gosh, keep yeah. going. And, you know, I know we just started. So, yeah, we're really excited. We love doing this. So that right. is, has not changed. But the fact that you guys are responding to us with the way that you feel about our show really helps like a lot. It, it wants us just to be better players, better content creators, and better men. So thank you. Absolutely. hundred percent. Piggyback off that. Your comments, your interactions, your emails, everything, all that combined, your reviews, it totally pushes us and drives us to make this show the very best we can. And we're always looking for ways that we can make it better. And so when you guys are, even if just conversing with us, it's a constant push for us to make sure that we're making the very best content that we can. And so thank you so much, guys, for those reviews. We appreciate it. You can call us anytime at 765-382-6961. Leave us your voicemail if you want it to be played on the show. Leave us a, leave us a good one and keep around a minute or so. And uh, see if we can't put that in the mail carrier. Uh, you can email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can just go to loreseekerspodcast.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom of the page. Fill out a quick little form there, and that automatically sends it to us. Um, let's see, guilds. Well, Cash, it's your turn now. Yeah, we are. We're part of guilds, and we're about to add one. <laughs> yeah, uh, as as, as usual, we are part of the Meridia's Order of Guards, a guild that we have at Mog Nation. This is yep. a guild for adults and working professionals on North American PC. It's a multi gaming guild, and as I stated before, a great place to uh, to come and game and have a incredible experience base behind you. So you can apply for membership at MogNation, actually Mog-Nation.com. And we're also part of the Divine Conclave, which continues to bring in some pretty amazing people, folks who are new to RP, some RP veterans. If you're looking for the ultimate in RP experience, I would go there whether you are new or have, or have been RPing for years. The Divine Conclave is an outstanding place to be, especially if you're into the Divines. They are very much into the worship of the divines and spreading love across Tamriel until somebody crosses them and then they melt face. So it's pretty cool. You can join them by going to SOKAN, S-O-K-A-N.engine.com. And then, of course, the very first time that we mm. plug the official launch mm. of the Lore Seekers Guild in ESO, North American PC, come and join us. Come have fun with us. Come see our tavern. I work so hard on our tavern. Uh, <laughs> Dude, it's really, really good. Come join it. It's all we could afford right now, okay? So, it's all we could afford. <laughs> we're still trying to make money. Adventuring is a tough business. So we're adventuring. The more, we, the more we adventure, the more money we make. You never know. We might be able to parlay it into something a little bigger. But come check it out. It's really fun. You can join us by going to loreseekerspodcast.com forward slash guild. Make sure you have Discord downloaded to join our Discord server. And then once you do that, just click uh, or apply by typing forward slash apply in the apply to guild channel. And you'll fill out a quick application. And it's so seamless. It's yeah, so easy it's pretty and easy. quick. Yeah, it's it really pretty, is. We were blown away when we figured out that we were going to do it this way. We're like, oh, my God, this is the easiest thing I know. ever. Where was this six years ago? <laughs> I know. Where was this at the launch of SWOTOR? Right. 
Holy we were, balls. When we were pulling our <laughs> hair out, that's how I ended up bald. Okay? Mm. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. It happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You look like a bald Art Altmer. All right. Well, <laughs> you can follow myself on Twitter at Jim's IRL, Cash at Mog Cash with a K, and most importantly, the show at Lore Seekers Cast. We hope you guys enjoyed this. We hope to see you in the official Lore Seekers Guild and in our Discord where we can meet and greet and hang out and quest and hopefully run trials of PvP. All kinds of awesome where stuff. Where you can so. carry jibs. Damn, damn, damn. Ooh, Ooh that one stung. You're so funny. Well, next week's episode 10. It's our first milestone on the show. So you guys have a great week in gaming. We'll see you back at the tavern next week. First round's on me. Dilly dilly. Wubba lubba dub dub.